you are divine. Hello there, my beautiful authentic seekers, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. I know. It has been a couple of weeks and I literally just left and I said nothing and that's so not like me. Usually when I go on a little hiatus, I say something. I did not post about this anywhere. I feel like first and foremost, we need to play a little catch up and that's mainly what this episode's going to be, but I still think I have some juicy things for you because I'm going to be also sharing kind of how I have been dealing with a lot of overwhelm and the new things that I'm doing and changing up and entering a new season of my life and just, yeah, I'm going to have like book recommendations, manifestation recommendations, all kinds of things in this episode. But I first feel like we need to address the elephant in the room, which is that for the first time, I think in like three or four episodes, this episode is not a video. It's only an audio. It's only available in audio format. And I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I girl bossed too close to the sun and I am cutting way back on my workload right now. Uh, I ultimately had this like, okay, we kind of have to get into like a little bit more of a story in order for me to explain this. Uh, If you are a patron, you already know what I'm about to say. I put a whole like life update on my Patreon. I got super emotional in it and it just, yeah, that's on my Patreon if you want to get like the deep dive skinny on that. But ultimately, trigger warning, I am going to be talking probably about mental health today and also a little bit about like physical ailments, not with myself, but with another person in my family. And if that is stuff that is triggering to you, this just might not be the episode for you. I also feel like we talk about mental health a lot on my podcast. So this podcast, like, I don't know if this is like the podcast for you, if that's stuff you don't want to hear about, just putting it out there. But this year, if you did not know in, I want to say like the end of January, I found out that my mother is battling breast cancer. And my mother and I, for probably the last like 10 years, have not had the greatest relationship. We have kind of gone back and forth. There have been year long stretches where we have not spoken at all, where I've gone no contact. Uh, We're in a, I would say an all right place right now. Like it's definitely better than it has been. And this was prior to finding out about her cancer diagnosis. I had really been trying to put in the effort to have a somewhat of a better relationship and trying to love her where she is, because I know, and if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that uh, my mother is a narcissist or possibly has narcissistic tendency and uh, constantly, whenever we interact, there is a lot of gaslighting and a lot of denying my reality. And that is hard with, for any person, it's hard when, you know, you grew up in a certain way and the person wants to not address it. But my whole approach for me, and I don't think anybody else needs to do this. I'm not trying to say that like I'm fucking holier than thou because that's how I handle it. But I feel like post Saturn return, there has been so much growth in me and for myself, I, really have tried to just focus on loving both of my parents where they are, as they are, and not trying to force change or insist on change, but at the same time, juggle that with 
not allowing anybody to stomp on my boundaries, not allow anybody to gaslight me and tell me what my reality actually was when I'm the one that was there too. And I lived it. So it's kind of been a lot of like a mixed bag for me for probably the last several months. Um, but with the cancer diagnosis, I, like I said, I'd already been working on the relationship prior to finding out about that. So it wasn't like I heard about this and was like, Oh no, I have to change everything. I had already been kind of working on things. And uh, a lot of my like feelings, if y'all remember my cancer new moon episode that came out, gosh, I don't even know when that was. I'll tell you which episode it was though, because I know that it was probably in January, uh, just because that is when the cancer full moon, excuse me, I think I said new moon, that is when the cancer new moon took place. So I feel like it probably was sometime in January that that would have, it was episode number 120, the cancer full moon, healing the family wound and healing your anxiety. So in that episode, I talked a lot about like transitions I was going through, and this was before finding out about that diagnosis. Now, my mother has gone through a mastectomy. She had one of her breasts removed. Uh, they tested her lymph nodes and they actually found that she has stage three lymphoma. So she will have to go through chemo and radiation. And it, I feel like I hear so much in the realm of mental health around like recovering from being around a narcissistic person. What I don't hear enough of a lot of people talking about is how when that person is a parent and they become potentially like terminally, terminally ill and how there is so much that you realize now you may not get the chance or the time to reconcile. And, um, you know, I do believe that my mother will beat cancer. She has a very positive attitude about it. I'm, I'm not worried about that. I'm really not. I actually really feel like she still has more life to live. Um, but I do feel like it put a lot of things into perspective for me. And so now that you know all of that, which is a lot, and I feel like I'm talking about this very nonchalantly, but it's literally because I found out about these things. Well, the diagnosis in January and the, the recent development of the stage three lymphoma that I have had some time to sit with. So, you know, it's something that I gave myself time to kind of process through, but of course it's still difficult. Of course, it's still a roller coaster. Of course, you know, there's so much involved there, but the thing that I feel like this has brought out in me is that Back in like 2017, when my sister, who, if you've been a long-term listener, you know, she passed away of a heroin overdose in the fall of 2017. She was 30 years old. Um, I really reevaluated my life at that time and I made some serious changes. I honestly feel like that was the beginning of like a really big spiritual awakening for me. I just so much of my life dramatically changed at that time. I felt like that was really when I started my journey of healing generational trauma. And it has just been like a road since then that I've been traveling. But the thing I want to point out about this is how these two things are similar. Obviously my mother is not passed away, but I feel like when you are faced with those huge 
earthquakes in life is what I would call that. You know, when somebody important to you passes away or somebody important to you, uh, becomes sick in some way, it's, those are earthquakes to me. And I feel like this whole scenario has brought me to that same place, that same place of when my sister passed away, I was questioning my entire life. I was questioning my career. I was questioning my relationships. I was questioning my behavior. I was questioning literally my entire life, my habits, all of it. And I feel like with this coming up now, I am questioning my life all over again. And the cool thing is, is there are a lot of things that I can consciously tell you in good faith that I would not change. I think that like when it comes to like reading tarot cards, that is something that I know for a fact I am supposed to keep doing right now. And it is my calling and it is where I'm supposed to be. I'm in the right place at the right time. And I'll share a little more on that later in the episode, but, um, I am in the right place at the right time with that. But it's, I'm asking myself, you know, I, I recognize that I've, had an online career literally since really 2013 was when I stopped working a nine to five completely and started doing things online, not doing what I do today. I was doing gaming at the time. Uh, but in 2010, I started my first YouTube channel and that channel actually got deleted um, on purpose. I deleted it, but I ran that one for, I think at least a year and I deleted it after like some people said mean comments to me and it was silly because now like a mean comment, are you kidding? I feel like I get so much hate on a daily basis. Um, comments could never, but the reality is I have always been somebody that has never been afraid to work hard. I've never been afraid to work a 16 hour day. I have never been afraid. If I want my dream to come true, I will fucking make that dream come true. If I want something, I will get it. And I'm not afraid to put in the effort, the long hours and the time that it's going to take to get it. However, I, like I said, in the beginning of this episode, I have girl boss too close to the sun. I am overwhelmed. And not only just with like, you know, going through my mental health crisis of 2021. So that was like its own upheaval. Um, I literally went through an existential crisis, um, where I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. There are so many episodes where I've covered that. So I'm not going to cover it again right now. There were so much that went into that. Um, I moved twice dramatically. Uh, the first time I moved, I moved across state lines. It was the biggest move I'd ever done. I had a huge moving truck. It was exhausting. I was really anxious. I was not okay. And the second time I moved in November of last year, it was an easier move because it was a lot closer to where I was living before. It was like, I'm not going to give a specific, but it was, you know, within like the realm of four hours, still in the same state of Washington. So, um, you know, it wasn't as crazy as driving like 15 hours across the country to get to my destination. And I feel like moves in general though, are honestly traumatizing experiences. <laughs> uh, I feel like you can plan for everything, but something always goes wrong. It's always a lot more effort than you could ever imagine. And unless you have the money to hire out a lot of help, or you have a lot of family in your area, which I do not, um, there's 
like you're just kind of left to do everything on your own. And we did have a little bit of help with this second move. The first move we had more help, but the second move we had a little, uh, the second move we had a little bit of help, but not a ton. And it wasn't even like the unpacking and stuff that was hard. It was the actual physical labor of moving things. That was just a lot. Um, even though we're in a much better living situation. Now I say we, it's me and my husband and our three cats. Uh, we're in a much better living situation than we were previously, but like 10,000 times better. This is the best house I've ever lived in. Uh, but going through two moves, an existential crisis, my mom gets cancer. I just feel like I have not had time to slow down and process anything. Don't get me wrong. I think I've done a lot of work with myself since especially 2017, but even since 2021, I have done a lot. I have overcome so many things that I thought I could never overcome. I have done so much emotional, mental shadow work, but the problem is I feel like I am so excellent, so amazing at surviving that that's all I know how to do. I honestly don't even think I would know how to thrive if it slapped me in the face. If tomorrow I got like a million dollars deposited into my bank account and everything was taken care of and I could like take a sabbatical, I wouldn't even know what to do. I would probably have a panic attack because I am so used to having to work extreme hours because I girl boss too close, too close to the sun constantly. Every time I like remove things from my schedule, I fill it up with something else. And I think that that's also just the nature of living a very creative lifestyle is you always want to see things be born through you. And that's beautiful. That's wonderful, but not when you never give yourself a break. And I thought about it recently that from January, I had not taken a pre-planned day off the entire year. Maybe like, actually, I think there was like two days. And something that I feel like not everybody is going to get if you don't make your own schedule and make your own hours is that there is a difference between taking a spontaneous day off and taking a day off that you know the night before when you get into bed that you are not working the next day. There is a huge difference. <laughs> And it's mainly the difference is that the next day, if I have not premeditated that I'm going to take the day off, I will be stressing about work all day until the middle of the day comes and I go, eh, fuck it. I'll get to it tomorrow. Then it's like half my day was spent stressing about work. And that's never the energy I want to bring to any of the things that I do. So in light of all of this, I looked at all the things that I do online. I was like, Chloe, you are doing the most. Literally, I run a podcast, I, with which I started to introduce video. I run my YouTube channel, I, which like with the podcast video edition, it was a second YouTube channel. Um, I feel like my social media accounts don't really count because I'm not required to post. Like I don't really do a lot of sponsored content on TikTok or Instagram or any of that. So like, I'm not required to post there. 
Um, which like, honestly, if you're somebody that does sponsorships, fucking hit me up because I feel like that's a market that's untapped for me. As I'm sitting here telling you I need a break, I'm like, please commission me for more work. See, I have a problem. Um, I don't really count my social media as necessarily because I don't have to keep up with those if I don't want to, but two YouTube channels, a full-time podcast, which I do think this podcast is full-time, um, private readings, which is literally a full-time job in and of itself, Course creation, which courses, thank goodness, you put the work in once and then it just sells. So like that is a great way. If you're somebody that is like a digital entrepreneur, do yourself a favor and make some printables, make some courses, make some meditations or like whatever you're into. If meditation isn't your thing, do something else. But do yourself a favor, make something passive because I honestly think that that is a sector of my business that yes, it takes effort up front and you have to create time for that, which that's my hardest. That's my like biggest hurdle is making the time to make the thing. But it's been one of the best decisions that I've made because I'm proud of the things that I produce in that way, but they also are passive when it comes to making income. If you're, if you're light, um, if your livelihood comes off of your creativity, like mine does, cause it's just like me and my husband manage all of Chloe Taylor. He does all the editing, the, uh, management handling. Like he's the one that people talk to for like sponsorships and things. And I pretty much do everything else. <laughs> so, um, but like I am, I am the breadwinning housewife. Okay. So when it comes to that, like there's also this extra pressure of that, Anyways, where was I going with that? Okay, so podcast, YouTube channel, YouTube channel. Um, what else did I just say? I know, oh, course creation, private readings, which to me are a thing in and of themselves, and my Patreon, which is also its own thing. And Patreon, I basically, I, I wrote all this stuff out and I was like, where is my time going? Because I have worked so much over the last several months, probably even the last several years, that I don't even know what my hobbies are anymore. I was like, I don't even know what me, Chloe Taylor likes to do because every time I have a spare moment, I'm conceptualizing new work ideas and I'm dreaming and scheming new projects. And I'm, that's just who I am. But I've gotten so entrenched in that, that I literally cannot sit still and do anything. That was like what I discovered as I couldn't like even playing video games felt stressful to me. Reading a book felt stressful to me because I felt like I didn't have the time to dedicate to sitting and being with myself. And that's just not like me. And that's not my true essence. That's not who I am. And I know that these are things that have happened over time. And I do think some of this stuff came up because of the existential crisis I had in 2021. I do think some of it is the result of, I've told y'all many times that I have had periods of time where I have lived without anxiety over the last couple of years, but I do feel like it keeps creeping back up on me. And prior to that existential crisis, I never had generalized anxiety. It was only social and now it's the opposite. I don't have social anxiety at all, but I have generalized anxiety I deal with generalized anxiety, not constantly, but enough for it to be annoying. So something that I had never experienced prior to that experience, which a mess, <laughs> but basically I'm saying all this to, to tell you that I just, I was feeling so overwhelmed. I wrote everything out and I was like, okay, what 
can I cut back on? Because there is too much on my plate. Honestly, I feel like if I could afford it, I would literally take a four month sabbatical. I would just wipe myself from the internet for four months. And at some point in history, I, I am working towards manifesting the reality where I can do something like that. Uh, it's something that I feel like for the past like three or four years, I have talked about having like a winter sabbatical or something, just taking like the entire season of winter off the internet. Um, and because I feel like sometimes with the digital age, especially if you are a digital creator, you, you would be surprised how easy it is to forget to actually just live, to just live your life, enjoy life, enjoy people, do things that feel good, that like nourish your soul. And I feel like I'm almost like ashamed to admit it because I used to really like thrive on the idea that I was a workaholic. And I think it's because I was always so praised for it. You know, it, we praise people all the time for, wow, look at all the things that you've done. Look at all the things that you can create. You're so wonderful. That's so crazy. This life you've built for yourself, yada, 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 yada. You know, people tell me that all the time, that the way that I live is very inspiring, but what they don't see is it's, it's been me on a hamster wheel for 10 plus years, trying to build a lifestyle for myself so that I can actually live. And now that I think I'm finally there, I don't know how to live anymore because all I've known how to do is do the hamster wheel. So yeah, don't get me wrong. There are moments of self-care. You know, we have hot tub time. I've talked to you about that. We have skincare time. We have meditation time. I'm not trying to tell you that like every single hour of my day is spent working all the time, but I realized that something was wrong when all of this came up and I felt like I needed to just stop and be with myself, be with my feelings. And I was stressed out and felt like I couldn't do it because I had too many other things that needed my attention. So your girl was overwhelmed. Girl boss too close to the sun, took on too many projects. And now I am cutting back. So I don't think that podcast videos are going to go away. I do think that I will eventually bring them back. I will phase them back in. But right now, especially with the unsettling news of my mom and just everything that's going on in my life. And also just trying to like relearn myself a little more. I just need that time. And it's easier just to sit down and do audio. This, I thrive on this. This is easy for me. When the second you put a camera in front of me and I feel like I'm being observed, it's harder for me. I don't know why that is. I honestly think it has something to do with my self-esteem and I need to work on that. That's another thing. I also think starting podcast videos, even though everybody has been so supportive and so kind about it, I think it really brought to my attention how much low self-esteem and lack of confidence I have about my own appearance. And that's new for me. That's a new development. I mean, I already knew that I kind of struggled a little bit, but I feel like having to see my face out there all the time in a public capacity it did something to my brain. And I was like, whoa, we need to work on that internal confidence before we come back to this. So we're taking a break from podcast videos. We're just going to remain in the audio sphere for a while. I don't know how long we're taking a break from that indefinitely, but my plan is to come back. I'm not like, honestly, in my ideal situation, like hashtag manifest, I really would like to come back with like an actual podcast set set up in my house because I have space for that in my house. My office has room for that. I haven't actually, I don't think toured my office, 
because to me, I really want to like bring an interior designer in here. I would like to actually like make it a thing and have like a neon light made, have like actual furniture and like this microphone that I have is great, but I would like a better one. And like maybe even room for if anybody ever guests to come in and like sit and be on my podcast. So that's kind of another thing. I just feel like I would really like to actually have a set design before I come back. And I'm working on my own confidence building right now. So that's a big part of why we're not doing videos. Thank you for listening to all of my life updates and my stress. Uh, I hope I did not project any stress onto you and make you consider things about yourself because that was not my intention. It was just, I was not trying to trauma dump. Okay. Uh, but that's, what's been going on and something else. I want to add one more thing and then we're going to move on to something else. Um, today, if you saw my Instagram, which I posted it on May 24th, that is the date today. But when you listen to this episode, it will be May 29th, I think is the day that this will go up. Um, I was looking through my camera roll today and like, I was just like cleaning out old photos, old screenshots, things like that. And I came across photos from 2019, like before the pandemic, like literally, I want to say these pictures were right before the pandemic. Well, hold on, hold the phone. Were they right before the pandemic? Cause I don't know if that's true. Um, it looks like these actually, these were pre panty. They were the summer before the panty. So summer before the panty, this is like May to July, 2019. If you go to my Instagram, it's probably going to be the most recent post on Chloe Taylor's Instagram, not divine authenticity, though. I could post these on divine authenticity too. But if you go to my Instagram, I put a carousel of photos and like one video on there I saw these pictures of myself and I, cause remember I've been struggling with my confidence a little bit. I was just like, wow, I remember that version of myself. I remember how like everything felt new and exciting. And I was so engrossed in like law of attraction and manifestation. And I was so gung ho about building my own confidence. And like, I felt so good during the summer of 2019. And I think all of us definitely experienced some shit in 2020. So like, I get it. I think it's normal that we all feel some type of way about our 2019, uh, version of ourselves, but summer 2019, it was just a good fucking summer. Like I felt like I was taking care of my body. I felt like I had such high confidence. I was dressing in a way that made me feel so good about myself. Like, and not to bring like weight loss into this because I believe that you can be beautiful at any size. I do not care how somebody else's body is perceived just for myself. If I could be myself for a minute and just have an authentic conversation with you, I, for myself, not for society, not for anybody else, not for my spouse, not for my family, for myself, I am so unhappy with the weight that I have on my body. And I'm going to tell you why. And this might be something that is controversial that some of y'all have a problem with. That's not for me to 
That's not for me to try to safeguard against, okay? This podcast is called Divine Authenticity, and I'm going to give it to you correct from me. So I'm not happy. I'm actually very unhappy with the size of my body right now. And it's for multiple reasons. Number one, I'm disabled. Having extra weight on my body is hard on my body. I have hip and knee dysplasia. I have been told by my own physicians that carrying extra weight is not good for me. Like just in general, it puts more pressure on my joints. So there's problem number one. Problem number two, I don't know how many of you out there are large breasted women, but, or large breast havers. I do not want to assume your gender, uh, large breast havers. I don't know how many of you out there listen to my podcast, but I hate having large breasts. I hate it. If tomorrow somebody told me that I could go and get a reduction for free 99, I would be doing it. I hate having large breasts and it's not even like a, I'm ashamed of them. It's that I love fashion. I love fashion and having breasts this size, the fashion that I like is impossible without paying a shitload of money to have everything custom tailored to me. And I just, A, I'm not in a place where I can make investments like that. And B, they also just suck. Like they hurt your back. None of my bras fit right. Wires are always digging in no matter what the bra size is. And I don't even technically know right now with the size that I am, what my cup size even is. I want to say the last time I checked, I was a triple D which I think is technically like an F or a G or something, but I have outgrown that. Like I, because when I gain weight, I gain weight in my breasts. I swear to you before anywhere else, I am like a very top heavy person. But when I am like what I would consider the size I would like to be, my body shape is a natural hourglass. So, and I know that because I took fashion in high school and it just, that is definitely like tanking my confidence. But the reason, why did I even start talking about this? I started talking about this because those like photographs of myself from 2019, I was taking such excellent care of my body. I was doing 10,000 steps a day. I was eating super well and I felt really good in my own skin. I like, even though I didn't feel like I had achieved exactly what I wanted with my body yet. And I was making an effort. I felt good. I loved being in front of a camera. I felt confident and I felt like I wore clothes that I wanted to wear and I didn't have to find, I didn't have to have them tailored. I, I could just go to any store and I knew that they would carry my size. And like I said, if you, if you don't have big breasticles, like I do, that might be something that's like hard to understand because the other problem with it is when you have large breasts, but like, I'm a very apple shaped girly when I am this size. And so the clothes that they make that would fit my breasts, they do not fit my waist. So every time I buy clothes, I look like I'm just drowning in fabric and Anyways, my point to bringing all of this up is like seeing these photos of myself when I was really taking care of myself. I know that I was not necessarily at like any kind of goal that I was wanting, but I felt good. I was buying clothes for myself that like fit my personality. I, I want to get back there. And it's not even like, 
I want to be the exact same person that I was in 2019 because I believe that I've grown and I've evolved and I've become like a more mentally, like mentally I have done so much work that that's wonderful. I don't want to lose that, but I would love to get back to like a believing in magic the way that I used to believing in manifestation the way that I used to. Not that I don't believe in it now. I just feel like when you don't make a conscious effort to keep yourself conscious, you will lose touch with that. And I have. And I feel like I am getting back to taking care of my body more. I really am. I've actually really started getting back into a routine. I'm actually very proud of myself. I've been keeping a lot of commitments and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I just, looking at those photos, it like, it made me feel like happy that I know that I can achieve that again, but it also made me like sad that I've gotten so far away from that, you know? And I do feel like going through a global pandemic and going through that existential crisis, my Saturn return, like a lot of shit changed. Okay. I think that's normal, but it's just, it's been a lot. So those were the two points I really wanted to touch on that. That's kind of what's been going on with me. I feel like I have been very overwhelmed and I've been taking steps like, I do want to say though, I'm very proud of myself for how I've handled it because past me would have told myself I have to work extra hard so that I can take a break. And instead I told myself I'm the most important person in my life. If like, literally if I die, because I'm so stressed, if like my health plummets because I'm so stressed and I go down, what was even the point? I am my number one priority. And so instead of pushing myself harder so that I could take a break, I, I asked myself where I could cut back and made those changes. So something else that came out of this like life evaluation that I was doing for myself, it was really more of a career evaluation, but I also noted that my favorite thing that I do is YouTube. It always has been, it always will be YouTube is YouTube is my bottom bitch. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I love being a YouTube content creator. I enjoy it so thoroughly. It's something I've literally been doing for 13 years because I had that original channel in 2010. It's literally been 13 years and I love being a YouTube creator. I love it. I don't see myself ever leaving. And I really feel like I'd gotten to a point where I had so much on my plate that I was only uploading like one time a week, maybe. And that's just not me. I want to upload three times a week. I want to be on YouTube if I'm going to be on YouTube. And so I just had to make a lot of adjustments. I changed some things around with Patreon. I've changed the podcast, as you can see, like I said, and I've just, I've decided not to restock as many private readings in the future. I honestly feel like I'm at a point where I would really like to phase private readings out for a while. If I can, um, they do make up like a pretty good chunk of my income. So it's kind of hard to do that right now, but I do believe that I can take conscious steps to change it. And I've also started giving like Patreon private readings now too. This weekend we're doing our first private reading stream and I'm actually really excited about it. So um, if you didn't know about that, definitely make sure you check out the Patreon if you want to get in on that. But, uh, that's something that in the future I would like to like actually just really not do <laughs> because it's not the kind, like I enjoy it. I love helping people one-on-one. -on -one. That's actually like such a good thing for me. However, I want to do so many other things that I just like, it's very time consuming to meet somebody 
like meet energy one-on-one like that. It's very time consuming. And it's just an area that I would prefer to put that time somewhere else. So something that I feel like I'm going to probably phase away from. Uh, and I've been saying that for months, but we'll see where that goes. Anyways, I want to move on from all this now too much stress. <laughs> it's giving stress. Okay. And we're not into that. So now I want to talk to you about kind of what I've been doing to shift myself back into that 2019 feeling. Okay. Because like I said, I was a different person back then. I feel like I had, I would have like a two hour long morning routine where I would sit with my journal and my crystals and my incense. And then I would like clean for a little bit and be like the best housewife ever, which I enjoy that. I'm a cancer Venus. I love to love on people by taking care of the home. That's actually something I like. I know it seems cliche because I am in a monogamous relationship, uh, but like I actually really thrive in a housewife type position. I thrive. So I would be like a cute little housewife and then I would work on like my big boss business shit. And that was like my whole day. And then at the end of the evening, like my husband would come home. Maybe we would do something with friends. Maybe we wouldn't, maybe we'd hang out together. Maybe we do our own thing. And it was just like the fucking best. I loved it. We were poor, but I loved it. And I, I feel like I want that feeling back. I want that feeling back of like, just that feeling of like giving so much to myself that I have so much energy that I can just pour it into anyone and anything. So that's really what it is. I just want to fill myself back up. So this is kind of what I've been doing. I'm getting back onto my routine girl shit and I love it. And the biggest thing that I have changed because I was asking myself, like, what did I do in 2019? That was like so impactful. And the number one thing for me was having that morning routine, having, I call it devotional time, which I feel like that's such like a Bible, like readers perspective. I don't read the Bible. I don't read religious text. Um, I am super like anti-religion to be honest for myself. I don't care what you believe you do you baby, but for myself, I'm basically anti-religion, but, um, I like to have like morning devotional time. So let me just kind of walk you through it. Okay. I'm going to give you like, I'll link whatever I talk about down below as well. But first and foremost, I have been getting up at 8am, which is like pretty good for me. I feel like I go, I was going to like as late as 10 and I've started getting myself up at eight. I am trying my best to shift it to be 6am because Mornings by myself matter to me. Y'all know this. I've talked about it before. My husband and I, I hate it when we're on the same schedule. It drives me crazy. I prefer to have my morning alone. So um, right now though, I'm waking up at around eight and I get up, I put some clothes on. I put my hair in a little clip, a little claw clip. I walk out to my kitchen quietly because I really do try to not wake up my husband because I, like I said, I need that time. And I, my first thing is breakfast, which is surprising because I did go through a period where I was trying to intermittent fast for a while. That is no longer my approach. Um, it worked for a while until it didn't. <laughs> and I do, that's not me knocking intermittent fasting. I think if that works for you, fucking awesome. Do you, but I eat breakfast. So I'll, I've been really into, um, the gosh, they didn't have them this last time we went to Costco, which is really unfortunate, but my favorite breakfast is one that comes from what is her name? 
Uh, Gracie Norton. Oh my God. I love Gracie Norton. Y'all know I've talked about her before. Gracie Norton. Uh, she does this, like, it's like you cut up like five Amy Lou chicken sausages and do like a cup of the frozen Pura Vita vegetables. Costco was selling both of these at one point. Last time we went though, they didn't have the chicken sausage and I was devastated. Uh, but just like frying that up on a pan and then putting avocado on top once it's done. Oh my goddess. It's so good. And it's like really good for hormone balancing, which is something I'm really focusing on with my health. So really good for hormone balancing. Um, especially for my PCOS girlies, it's not that carbs are evil because they are not, I will never stand behind that. You just shouldn't fucking eat carbs. Uh, it's that, especially if you're a PCOS girly that has insulin resistance as I do, uh, carbs do spike that blood sugar. So that's something that you're trying to avoid having like huge spikes. So I, like I said, we love carbs. I eat carbs. This is not me demonizing carbs, but I do feel like I try to avoid them at breakfast. Um, I will eat them. Like if I want avocado toast, you better believe I'm going to have it. But I do try for the most part to avoid carbs just in the morning, especially cause I don't work out in the morning either. Um, but I will have that usually, or I'll do eggs and turkey bacon. Like those are my go-to breakfast 10 out of 10 times. Sometimes with eggs and turkey bacon, I'll have like half an avocado with it because I like those healthy fats. Uh, I also always have my vitamins, which currently I've been taking the, none of this is sponsored by the way. I'm just telling you what I do. I've been taking the women's ritual vitamin. That one's really good. I've taken that for quite some time. They have sponsored me in the past, but I was already buying their video, their vitamins before that, before the video sponsor. So, um, if I have a code, I will give it to you, but this podcast is not sponsored. I wish that it was, um, ritual vitamins. I've been taking Vitex for hormone balancing. Please. If you decide to take Vitex, please, 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 please check with your physician. That is not something that you should just be taking willy nilly. Uh, and then I also always take a D3 because also I have had my levels checked and I was told by my doctor, by my physician that my D3 was low, which is very, very, very common, especially in the Pacific Northwest where I live. So I also take a D3 and I'll have that with my breakfast. And then I also make a cup of coffee and I always put the, uh, what's it called? We've talked about this before. It's the collagen peptides. Um, we had a whole conversation about this in a previous podcast episode where collagen peptides technically do not have any, like people say that it's good for your hair, skin and nails, but there's actually no scientific evidence of that being true. However, I like it for the protein benefit. Even if it's just fancy protein powder, I don't give a fuck. I love it. I drink it for the protein benefit because again, with PCOS, you're not trying to spike your blood sugar as often and because that spikes your insulin. And on top of that, um, high protein keeps you fuller longer. We know that. So I always prioritize protein in the morning, especially. And honestly, that's a big part of the reason that I stopped being vegan. And I've talked about this before on the podcast too. No, like I will punch a throat for a vegan. I still totally stand behind the movement. I totally like support other people doing it. But once I got wind of like all my hormone nonsense and PCOS, and I went to school for nutrition, I, the vegan diet, it could, I'm not trying to say that it could not work. It could work. You can do it. 
I was just not willing to put in the effort and I will die on that hill. Like I'm fine taking, I'm fine taking the L. Like I did not want to put in the effort that it would take to stay vegan and take care of my hormone health. So, um, I am no longer, but that's like a big part of the reason is I wanted to introduce different protein options that wasn't just like beans because a lot of the beans and tofu, which I still eat both of those things, but, um, a lot of, I don't know why I'm started talking about this, but now I feel like I had to finish the thought. Uh, a lot of the plant-based proteins are like the mock meats and stuff like that. They are just filled with so much inflammatory foods because I specifically went to school for nutrition with an emphasis on autoimmune diseases and uh, many of the autoimmune diseases that are out there, uh, they are inflammatory like they cause inflammation in the body. And so when you're also eating food, that is something that can cause inflammation. You're just adding to what you're already experiencing. So that was a big part of the reason that I started reintroducing like eggs and meat into my diet was because I was not here for the mock vegan meat. And I did not want to just eat, uh, lettuce and beans and tofu. I'm sorry. I like more, I like more of a variety than that. I'm a Taurus. What can I say? Anyways, like I said, I will still punch a throat for a vegan. I still 110% stand behind like that diet choice. If it works for your body, it's just not for me. Um, so breakfast, that's what we're eating. Okay. That's what the girlies are eating. Um, also I've been really big on green juice lately. I like to get the Suja one from Costco, but you could make it yourself. I'm just lazy. <laughs> um, the one from it's called Suja S U J S U J A. I think is how it is. This is going to be a long episode. Y'all. I hope you're ready for like an hour and a half of me talking your ears off right now. Uh, so I have my little green juice as well. And my, my little coffee. And when it comes to coffee, I am very picky about what goes in it. Uh, I really do like monk fruit, specifically the one from the tea and spice trade. They have an online store where you can buy their monk fruit, their monk fruit seasoning stuff or sugar, whatever the fuck it's called is just better. In my opinion, it's not sugar. It's some kind of leaf extract like stevia. I'm not even sure exactly, but some kind of sweetener. It's the bomb. <laughs> so that and, or like sometimes agave, sometimes honey, but I also try not to do too much sugar in the morning as well because insulin, but I'll do that. And then if I'm going to put anything creamy in it, I try to always do like the most natural plant-based milk I can get. So, uh, that one brand it's called like three trees. I think it's literally just like nuts and water or I'll make my own. Cause if you have a high powered blender, you can make it yourself. It's actually not that hard. Uh, surprisingly, it's really not that hard. I do it all the time. So I'll do like plant-based milk, some kind of like clean plant-based milk. And that's my coffee. So in any case, all of those things, that's breakfast. Then the devotional. Okay. The devotional, this is where it gets real juicy. So y'all probably already know manifestation babes book. Um, gosh, what is it called? I have it sitting right here. I'm going to grab it. I'm sorry y'all that you listen to an unprofessional podcast. You know, I'm not going to edit this out. Okay. So the book is called, and I will link it down below. Unleash your inner money, babe, a manifesting, sorry, a money manifesting workbook, up level your money mindset and manifest a thousand dollars in 21 days. So I have done this book 
multiple, 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 multiple times. Uh, I keep a notebook with it and I just write my stuff down in a notebook instead of writing down in the actual book. And you can get this on like Kindle as well. I got mine on Amazon. I think that's the only place you can buy it is she has it on Amazon. It's her book. Um, I love manifestation, babe. I consider her one of my mentors. She was like, she was my gateway into law of attraction. Like I was already doing law of attraction shit before I knew that that's what it was, but she was my gateway in. <laughs> and I consider her a mentor, even though she doesn't know that I exist. I think she's wonderful. I love her. Uh, her, she is just such, she inspires me to want to do life different and that's good for me. So in any case, I have done this book multiple, multiple, multiple times. Every single time I have done it, it has worked. I have manifested a thousand dollars. I've manifested $2,000. I've manifested $8,000. Uh, it says manifest a thousand dollars in 21 days. I started with the original thousand because that was what was recommended the first time. But upon revisiting it, I up it every single time. And every single time I have received what I set my intention on the prior to the 21 days, I always receive it. And let me tell you, I set my intention pretty fucking high this time. So, uh, like in the one, two, three, four, five figures. So, uh, we're coming for it. Okay. We are coming for that capital, but I start with that. And then, so like every day there's like a different activity that you do or like different questions you answer, meditations, things like that. Then this one I've never done before, but it comes highly recommended. And if you look on uh, the Amazon, this one was actually gifted to me, but if you look on the Amazon reviews for this book, it literally has five-star review. I feel like very rarely do you see something on Amazon that has a five-star review, especially when it has like 13,000 reviews. Most things that have that many reviews, the reviews are not that high. So um, this is called The Magic by Rhonda. How do you say that name? I don't even know. Is that Bine? Barn? I'm like, where's the, where's the page about the author? Let me get it in a different, okay. Rhonda Barn, Byron, Byron. Um, anyways, this is the same author that wrote the secret. So if you're familiar with the secret, most people that are into law of attraction know it. Um, I've read the secret, I've read the power, and this is the magic. So the magic is a 28 day, uh, thing. Same kind of like with the manifestation babe book. It's a 28 day practice that it's mainly a practice of gratitude. And I got to tell you, this is my first run through of it. I've made an attempt before, but never so seriously. Like this time I actually like set time in the morning. I honor that time. And in just two days, I'm literally on day two. I feel different. So, uh, I feel like if you are ready to take that kind of plunge, it's honestly, I think the book is like $10. Uh, so far it's been an excellent resource and I'm really enjoying it. It has made me feel, especially on those days where I wake up like stressed or anxious, it quells that it makes me feel better. So I'm really enjoying that. I do both of those. And then I also have been reading during my devotional time, uh, Brianna Weiss, the pivot year is what it's called. And it's literally just like a collection of 365 entries. So it's like one for every day. I started the book on my birthday. So on my birthday next year, I'll finish it, which is really cute. And you just read like one a day. So love that. Excuse me. Um, I enjoy my little coffee while I do my devotional. And once I finish that, 
the next part of my morning. So that will take me anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour and a half. It just depends on what the activity is that day in each book that I'm doing. Uh, but I would, cause sometimes there's like a little bit of reading too. So it really depends on what the, what it is. But I also forgot to mention, I've also been really big on lighting incense because the weather here is finally nice enough to open the windows. I cannot light incense unless I have a window open because it like fucks with my lungs. So, uh, now that I'm able to like crack the windows in the morning, I light a Nog Champa incense. It's a good time. Sometimes I'll put my diffuser on too, if I'm feeling real fancy, but in any case, I'll enjoy my little coffee. I'll read my little books. It's a real, it's fantastic. Uh, then, then the next thing that I have been adding to my daily regimen is the gem goddesses meditation. Uh, which one is it? I'm going to, I will link the exact one for you, but it's one of her meditations and it's just so, uh, she's just so wonderful. I just love her. <laughs> I just love her. She, every time I've done her meditations consecutively, they've changed my life literally every time. Um, okay. It's this one from three years ago. It's meditation to completely shift your reality, manifest anything. That's what the video is called. And it has 1.3 million views. Oh my gosh. Good for you, queen up leveling the consciousness of the collective. What a queen. Um, just go and like read the comments on that meditation. Uh, I have a comment that I put there three years ago that when I started doing this, I did this meditation every day for two weeks straight for like three years ago. It changed my life. So, uh, I've been doing it again. I'm literally only on day two, but again, I already feel like I notice a shift in myself. So that's just like another thing that I have added to my morning. I want to say the meditation itself is like 16 minutes long. The video is 23 minutes, but she talks for like eight minutes in the beginning of the video and there is a timestamp to skip it. So, um, I watched it of course once the first time, but every time I skip it now because I go back to the meditation and I don't need to listen to all that again, but wonderful meditation. She walks you through like basically picturing your manifestations coming to life. And so I've been doing that. And then after I finish up that, that's my morning time. Okay. Then I take a little break because I always have to have, I don't know if y'all are like me, but I have to have a transition in like, before I get into something that isn't that I have to have like five to 15 minutes to do me. So drink some water, get up, go pee, whatever I got to do. And, Oh, this is another thing that I really want to share with y'all. Um, the free version is excellent. You do not need to pay for this. This is not sponsored. Just love it. If you're an ADHD girly, you need to know about this. I just found this again, two days ago. <laughs> I've really been like on my shit y'all two days ago. I found this and I loved it so much. I decided to pay for it, but truly the free version is excellent. You do not need to pay for it. Um, cause I want to, or maybe it's just that there's a trial. I want to say it was $30 for the year or $6 a month, but even if you decide not to buy it, cause I want to say it was just a trial. So you would have to pay for it eventually. Try the seven day trial. If you're an ADHD girly, you need this in your life. Um, this is, it's only on desktop. It's not an app. It's called llama life with two L's. So L L A M A life. And it's literally just a timer, but it's a visual timer. And it also allows you 
to like set different increments. So the night before my next day, obviously the night before I put my list of tasks together with the amount of time I think it's going to take me. So right now I have one set up for tomorrow. I have 45 minutes plugged in for my devotional. If it goes over that, there's a button that lets you add five minutes at a time. And I can see visually where my time is going. Then I have a break scheduled for five minutes. Once again, there's a button where you can add more time if you want it. Then I have a 20 minute meditation, which like I told you before, it's really about 16 minutes. So I'll probably end up like finishing that before it even like you can complete the timers before they're done. If you finish before. And then I have set up a tarot card reading for 15 minutes. Then I have reading YouTube, then lunch, then set up another reading excuse me, then do another YouTube reading and then clean up and shut down for the day. So the reason that this thing is so cool is that it shows you visually for ADHD people, this is something that is crucial because if you're anything like me, you are time blind. I am time blind. And I find that if I can't see the amount of time something is actually going to take me, I will get sidetracked by everything. I'll be like, Oh, it's okay that I'm going to watch this YouTube video. And then I have fallen down a rabbit hole and I've watched 10 videos and I've gotten nothing done. And it's like 4 PM. So this surprisingly really keeps me on track and it helps me to visually see, okay, I have this much time to do this. So like my timer is all scheduled out for tomorrow for me to just like hit go and it will do the things. It will give me the visual timers at every section that I've lined out for it. But it also shows me that how much time I have allotted. So like at the bottom of my list, it says list time is six hours. I have six hours tomorrow allotted for all the things that I want to do. And if I do everything consecutively and I've scheduled lunch and breaks in there, if I do everything consecutively, that's how much time it should take me if I don't get like distracted and shit. And it also tells me what time of day, depending on when I start, I'll be done. So it's good for me because sometimes I'll lie to myself and I'll be like, oh, I can watch this YouTube video and then I can get back to that. But because I'm time blind, I'll be like, oh yeah, this 45 minute video, no problem. And then before I know it, like I said, I've watched like six videos. It's 4 PM. I've gotten nothing done, but this allows me to see actually, if I don't complete these tasks in order as they're coming, like I can't afford to be distracted because otherwise I'm going to be here until 10 o'clock at night. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Anyways, try it out. If you're an ADHD girly or person or guy, uh, check it out. I feel like everybody could benefit from that. I feel like even if you don't have ADHD, it's just a cool little thing. Uh, definitely the best timer that I've seen online. Um, I do wish they would make an app. I think it's weird that it's not an app and that it's only on desktop, but I guess like your phone is also a distraction. So I could see like why using it on your phone would be kind of silly, but anyways, so I've been using that as well. That's been like a really good thing to keep me on track. Cause I do put my devotional time in there at the top of my day. Then, um, okay. So that's kind of like what I've been doing for me to get back to me, to get back to that magnetic magic energy, because I don't believe that we ever turn manifesting off. I believe that manifesting is always something that's humming in the background. Our thoughts and our actions and our habits are creating our future at all times. 
But I do feel like when you live more intentionally and you put energy towards it, towards the ideals that you want, that is really what helps things to change. So that's kind of like an update on the routine that I'm working with some tools and tips and tricks that I think are helping me. But I also wanted to mention just a few other things in this episode that I feel like are bringing Chloe Taylor back to life because she has been, you know, Chloe Taylor cannot come to the phone right now because she's dead. So, uh, you know, we're having our redemption arc right now, but it's personal. It's not a redemption arc to prove anything to anybody else. It's a redemption arc for my past self. And the first thing I want to say is for my, well, the like hundredth thing I want to say, cause we've talked about so many things today, but for my birthday, which I just turned 32 on May 14th on mother's day, um, my husband gave me a Kindle. He gifted me a Kindle for my birthday and let me just fucking tell you, I was that girl. I was that girl that was like, nope. I am a books only bitch. I will only take physical books, blah, 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 blah. Listen to me. This invention, I don't know how I went this many years without one of these. This has been one of the best gifts I have ever received. And you don't have to go through Amazon. I'm sure there are other, like, I think Barnes and Noble makes a nook. Like you don't have to, so I don't know if they make any that are non- big corp. Unfortunately, I don't know if any like small companies make these, but, um, mine is through Kindle. I'm not proud of it. I'm not necessarily a fan of Jeff Bezos or Amazon, but it is what it is. I like my little books. Okay. And it brings me serotonin. So, um, even though I am anti-capitalism, sometimes I got to participate for my own joy. Okay. But not that I need to explain anything. This was literally a gift, but it has literally revolutionized my life. <laughs> and it's, I feel like I try not to give that much power to things because I feel like things just shouldn't have that much power. But this little device has not only reinvigorated like childlike joy for me, which is something I have been needing as I have stated, but it has completely revolutionized the way that I sleep. So hear me out. Um, y'all know, excuse me, my nose is a little stuffy right now. Y'all know that I struggled for quite some time with sleep. I made a whole episode talking about it. And a lot of y'all that struggle with sleep benefited from that episode, which I'm so grateful I made it because it was something that I felt really kind of like ashamed to talk about. But a lot of people have come back and told me that that was like one of the most important episodes for them because they struggle. So the thing is, even though I've done a lot to like help myself sink back into like being able to sleep and like, you know, being a morning person. Cause that really is how I thrive. The one habit that I was not able to kick for literally all this time, there've been like little spurts where I've done without it, but it's been hard is I would go to sleep watching shows on my iPad almost every night. And in the past it was sex in the city girl. That was what I had been watching. And fun. Don't get me wrong, but here's the thing. And I knew this, I knew this, but I didn't know how to kick the habit because I would, I would often get anxious before bedtime. It was not like a soothing thing for me. 
And mainly because of those panic attacks I had in 2021, where I woke up out of a dead sleep having a panic attack. And so sleep became a very scary thing for me. Like the feeling of falling asleep would petrify me. And sometimes I would have a panic attack because of it. So I went through kind of the ringer with this. And so I would watch shows to kind of soften me to sleep, give me something to distract myself so I could go to sleep. And that helped. But the problem is, you know, an hour into my sleep, I would hear this show in my fucking unconscious and it would wake me up. So this would happen a lot. And so my sleep would always get very broken. Let me just tell you, I would always tell myself I couldn't read before bed because number one, um, not only do I have, we believe it's Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. We don't technically, I want to say technically I have been diagnosed Mm -hmm by a physician, but we never, I never saw a geneticist for it. So if you want to get technical, yes, I was diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. I also take issue with diagnoses. I feel like diagnoses, and I'm only speaking for myself. I'm not trying to tell you to talk yourself out of a diagnosis. Just this is how I feel about it for myself. Um, I feel like diagnoses, something that is often lost is diagnoses are meant to help the patient. And if you don't feel like that diagnosis is helping you and it is like hurting your ability to believe in yourself, have confidence, change things about your life. I personally do not identify with it. So like I once had a crazy psychiatrist tell me, and she was crazy. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. That woman should not be a psychiatrist. I would tell her that to her face. Um, she told me I had all kinds of mental illnesses. Like she diagnosed me with bipolar. She diagnosed me with, um, there were like a slew of other things. I remember the bipolar really standing out and it was later confirmed by my actual therapist that she was like, Chloe, you do not exhibit bipolar. Like, I don't know who told you that, but, and I told her, I was like my psychiatrist. And she was like, well, I just am telling you, I, you know, I talk to patients that deal with that and you do not exhibit bipolar to me. And I was like, okay. And then I had that confirmed by somebody else too, like another professional. So, um, improperly diagnosed, I do not have bipolar. Um, not that that's a bad thing. If you have bipolar, I'm just saying, I feel like that was something that for me, I carried so much shame around it and it did not help me. And also it didn't even end up being true. And I think that that's also very common getting misdiagnosed. However, when it comes to like the body, I do feel like I have a hard time accepting diagnoses, uh, mainly because I don't want to get into it right now because it will, we will be here for four hours, but I am handicapped. I am disabled. I deal with disability already. So having a doctor tell me I have more shit wrong with my body, it just does not do me well mentally. So I just choose if it's not causing me a problem, I just don't really I just don't go there. I just don't identify with it. And so I feel like when I say like, we think it's Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, it's one part that I refuse to identify with it. And it's another part of, I'm actually really not 100% sure. I feel like I would like to get another opinion, but I also know that I have like a lot of freaky double joint shit going on in my body. And, uh, there's like a lot of telltale signs that I probably do have it. So I feel like I just need to give up the ghost and say that I do, but I just feel like I would like another professional opinion on that. Uh, and that was like a really long time ago that that diagnosis even came out. So like more than 10 years ago. So I feel like I would really like to like seek another professional to ask about it. But in any case, 
that's beside the point. My point is when, because I am so freaky double jointed and I say freaky with love, I'm not trying to like make myself a monster or say that anybody that has double joints is a freak. Um, it just, I feel like sometimes when I'm holding things because my joints can move farther than most people's holding things sometimes can be difficult for me and holding physical books, especially if they're really heavy is difficult. So the Kindle there's like, my husband got me a pop socket for it as well. So I can hold it really easily. Oh my God. I feel like it has revolutionized my life. I feel like I can read not only in the dark because it's backlit, but like gently backlit. And of course I have it on dark mode. I can read in the dark, which is wonderful, but the act of reading, it just puts me to sleep every night. Like literally I sleep so well. Like I read for maybe 20 minutes and I will fall asleep and my candle will fall on my face and I'm like, Oh shit. Um, and then I put it under my pillow usually and go to sleep. But like, I cannot believe it's like, it's almost like when they tell you put on soft lights and read a book before bed that they're fucking correct. Uh, when professionals tell you to read before going to bed and it can soothe you to sleep, they're fucking correct. Uh, I just could, I can't, I cannot believe that it's like the stupidest thing. Like, I feel like this is something that everybody has told me like, Oh, just read before bed, but it actually works. My problem was, is holding the books up was hard for me. And on top of that, I would have to have a light on to read because fuck book lights, to be honest, I'd have to have a light on to read. So that was also disturbing. And this totally changed the game. Every night I go to bed, I open my cute little book. I have my little drinky, my little, my little ice water next to my bed. And I literally read for 20 to 25 minutes and I'm out like a light. And I have never since probably like, I was like 10 years old. I have never gotten to sleep that easy. Like since I was like a child. So I just kind of can't believe it. I'm amazed. I love this for me. I love this development for me and Kendall, who would have fucking thought, um, I will link the one that I have down below if you're curious as well as my pop socket. Cause she's a little cutie. Um, my husband got it for me. It's like, it looks like the back of a CD or, um, like a burned CD and it says love songs with little hearts. It's really cute. Um, super cutie. I'll link those down below for you, but I am never going back to physical books ever again. <laughs> and not only that, okay, I'm, I'm not trying to sell you on shit, I swear. But not only that, I'm such a mood reader, especially because I'm a Gemini moon. When I like process my feelings, I'm so cerebral about it. I feel like I'm such a mood reader that I have like eight books going at any one time. And I will read based on how I feel. So one night I'm reading fiction. One night I'm reading self-help. One night I'm reading spirituality. You know, I always kind of have a plethora to choose from. And it's all just right fucking there in the palm of my hand. I love it. Um, not that I have any shame in reading smut either. Like I have a slutty, slutty, slutty mind and slut with love. We're taking the word back. I have a slutty, slutty, slutty mind and I love my slut books. So I'm not ashamed. I would carry those anywhere and read them anywhere in public. I don't give a damn. You like, 
<laughs> I always think about that sex in the city quote where Samantha, like she says like the word fuck or something and Carrie or Charlotte, one of them is like, if you haven't seen sex in the city, I'm so sorry. You need to get the HBO app and get on it. But one of her friends is like, oh, Carrie, there's children or Samantha, there's children. And she goes, that's their choice. And that is just like the best response to me as a child free woman that does not want children like oh, there's kids that's their choice <laughs> like, anyways I have no shame in reading smut out in the open but I will say if you're wanting to be discreet it's definitely nice for that read all of your slutty slutty books in one place and nobody knows what you're reading on that thing so very cool um I do want to also mention that one of the books I'm currently reading besides the magic and the manifestation babe book I have currently been reading and I really feel like it has also added to a shift in my perspective, getting back into my 2019 girl self. I have been reading The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. And I'm a fan of Gabrielle Bernstein's work. I have read Super Attractor. I also read Happy Days, which was her newest release. And I love the direction of her work. She's very into parts work and IFS therapy, as am I. And her past work really resonates with me as well, though, I'm finding. And just because I'm really trying to get back into my like law of attraction, attracting my desires, getting the bag energy, I just feel like reading her old stuff has been so therapeutic. Uh, so the universe has your back. She really covers a lot of like a course in miracles, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically like the Bible, but for manifestation, like it's literally as big as the Bible. The pages are paper thin, like a lot of Bibles, but it's all like energy work and shit. Like it's so complex. And I don't think I will ever read the whole thing of a course in miracles. Cause it is a tome, but she breaks down a lot of the concepts of a course in miracles. And I like that. So I'll link that book down below for you as well. But I've been reading that one most nights. I've really been loving it. One of the things that this book teaches that has really, 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 really helped me when I feel anxiety coming on is she tells you to reframe every situation that you're feeling from universe, like basically tell the universe in that moment, I would like to experience this from the lens of love versus the lens of fear. And it like, I, I don't know why it works, but it does. Like when I'm feeling like anxious or panicky or just not good, I will say this out loud or to myself, like universe, I would really like to release fear and see this through the lens of love. And I feel like we really do always have a choice when it comes to how we perceive our reality. We always have a choice to fear the unknown or like be in the loving present moment. And that's kind of what this concept is expanding on. So it really has helped me. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying it's going to be the thing that's going to like undo all your anxiety, but it really has been helping me. <clears throat> and I feel like there's like a couple more things. Like I said, I hope you were ready for a long episode because I had things to say today, but the other two things I wanted to talk about were actually a couple of YouTube channels that I have just been vibing hard with. Uh, I just, I don't even know. I feel like, I feel like I go through, like I recently went through number one, 
I recently went through a YouTube fast where I was not watching YouTube at all. And like, I literally, like I deleted my YouTube premium subscription. I stopped consuming all YouTube content. And I do think this was good for me because I honestly feel like I was addicted. I was watching so much YouTube that I was not making room for anything else in my life. And that's not cute. We hate that. So, uh, I went on a YouTube fast for a little while, but when I came back, my homepage had a couple new creators for me that I had not seen before. And I have been absolutely loving them. And of course, now when I'm trying to find them, I'm having a difficult time finding the freaking videos, but, um, I'm sure I could just go through my history. So one of them is hot high priestess. Oh my gosh. Her video ASMR. Um, gosh, it's, I, I listened to it like eight times. Um, it's an ASMR. It's manifest money fast in your sleep affirmations, hypnosis, Reiki subliminals, meditation, ASMR. That's the title. I'll link these down below as well. Uh, hot high priestess though. Not only is her energy just like rich anti energy, her content is fire. I love it. I'm into it. So she's really big on like, I used to be in poverty and now I am living my dream life and I have fuck you money and I'm going to teach you how to get it. That's like her whole thing. So love her. Um, I've also been obsessed and I swear this girl manifests this. Um, I've actually started implementing some of her stuff into my content. Uh, something that this, okay. Her name is Rita Kaminsky. And she does a lot of law of attraction videos, but she always says in the intro of her videos, hi, I'm Rita, your favorite YouTuber. And I was like, that is such a good tactic for manifestation. Like, even though some people are going to get pissed that I'm saying that some people are going to be like, Oh, who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. Nah, that is such a smart tactic for manifestation, literally confirming to your audience to the people that are watching, to your community is how I'd prefer to say it, that you are their favorite, whatever you do, that's genius. So I have started implementing that into my content. Um, but her videos are all centered around law of attraction. I really enjoy the stuff that she puts out. I love her serious tone. Uh, I feel like she also kind of gives like in her own way, the wizard Liz energy, which if you don't know who the wizard Liz is, I'd be shocked. The wizard Liz is also epic. That's another person I like to watch. Some of her advice I think can be a lot. <laughs> Sometimes she can be like the slap over the head that you're not always ready to hear, but I enjoy. Sometimes I like that. I feel like even when I do like my Patreon stuff right now, I've been doing tough love messages in every weekly. And I feel like honestly, I've been living in like emotional, um, soft energy for the last few years. I haven't necessarily been living the softest life, but I feel like I've been doing like a deep emotional shadow work. And sometimes it feels good to just have somebody smack you upside the head and be like, listen, bitch, this is what's up. I feel like I really thrive on that energy. Some people do not, and it's not your cup of tea. And I respect that, but I feel like the wizard Liz is that slap upside the head. She is that like tough love energy. I feel like this Rita person kind of has a similar vibe, but I just have really been loving her content. And another thing, um, I'll see if I can link the video. 
honestly, even if you're not into ASMR, I'm really not normally, but there is this one that's, it's called bank on it. ASMR paper keyboard inaudible. It says, and this is by gentle whispering ASMR. It's literally her sitting down and like talking to you. Like you're opening up like a big line of credit. And like the reason why I think this is cool is let's say banks make you anxious. If you're sitting and listening to bank ASMR while you sleep, you're going to be like, Oh, I know exactly how to handle going to the bank. It is no big deal. I just feel like there is so much potential in ASMR and it's not even potential. I think it already exists. I was just unaware of it. There is like ASMR for everything. And I feel like if you're somebody that's trying to chase the bag and get fuck you money, look into ASMR because I really am here for fuck you money. Okay. I don't need to be a billionaire. That's not my goal. I have no desire to be a billionaire though. I don't think there's any shame in wanting to become that. I have no desire to be a billionaire. I feel like, no, I think for me to be honest, because I am pretty anti-capitalism, I don't think I would ever want to be a billionaire. I just don't think it would sit right with me. However, I am not opposed to being a multimillionaire um, because I also think that when we have people that have pure intentions and pure hearts, we need those people to have more money to put money into things that matter instead of just feeding themselves and their ego, you know, but I really am here to have fuck you money and get that bag. So uh, live that luxurious life. And it's something that I feel like I genuinely was born always wanting. And I do have my North node in Capricorn. So it doesn't surprise me. Like my North star points me towards that. Uh, and I feel like I was born into like the perfect family and container to heal that trauma and do that for myself. So I feel like all of these things are really helping. I honestly feel like at the end of this manifestation babe book and doing the magic, both of those books in tandem, doing all the things that I've been implementing, including the meditation, y'all just wait, I'm going to come back 30 days from now, make a podcast and tell you the success story. And you're going to be like, what in the fuck? So it's going to happen. I just, that's another thing that I feel like I just need to say. I meant to say it. I feel like my notes for this episode were all over the place. This was just a chatty catch up. That's what we were doing. Chatty catch up. Uh, Cause it had been a couple of weeks, but I really feel like I am the kind of person and like I speak this over my life as well. So it is the truth. I am the kind of person that when I want something, I will get it. Like it does not matter what that thing is. If I am dead set, if it is in alignment and a full match, which I do believe you can create that in your life when it is a fully aligned match, it will happen. Not only am I a Jupiter rising because I have a Sagittarius rising. So Jupiter literally is my ruling planet, which always puts me at the top of my game. Literally, if you're a Sagittarius rising, count your lucky stars because Jupiter, you are literally a disciple of Jupiter and Jupiter will always push you to the top. But on top of that, I've just seen myself do that in my life. So many times go after the thing that I want and see it made manifest that I just believe it. So also get, get into that lucky girl syndrome, you know? So that's where I'm at right now. I basically went through this huge period of overwhelm. 
mourned for the fact that I really missed my 2019 self, asked myself what I was doing at that time period of my life. And I implemented a bunch of shit that I used to do. So I used to like read books like this. I used to journal like this. I used to read like this. I used to, I didn't work as like I worked hard, but I feel like I had less projects. Like I only had to focus on YouTube. I wasn't focused on a podcast. I wasn't focused on a Patreon. I wasn't focused on private readings or building courses. Like things have just evolved to such a level. And I feel like, like I said, I girl boss too close to the sun. I've got to cut back a little bit. And that's what, that's, what's been going on. So I hope this episode gave you some ideas of how to tap back into your most magical self because you deserve it. And if anything, with this podcast, I always want to show you that like being your authentic self is literally the only way to live. It makes you the most comfortable, the most happy. And no, actually, I feel like it can make you pretty uncomfortable until you get comfortable being uncomfortable, but that's another tale for another time. Uh, that's all I want to do is show up as my authentic self, be here to support you, tell you what the haps is with me. And I will meet you back here next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but I'm going to figure it out before then. I hope y'all are having a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous Monday or whatever day of the week it is for you. And we'll talk again soon. Bye. Oh, also please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Bye.